these five people in a room together. Woo! Hello and welcome to The Courageous Mama. It is April Fools and I have officially hijacked the podcast, kidnapped the courageous offspring and taken them to a secure location. We have the five Stanameros children here and we're going to dig some dirt and see whether this courageous mama thing isn't actually all a myth. Is this parenting for life working? You might have got the book, but we've actually got the kids here. So, do you want to introduce yourselves in age order? My name's Henry, I'm the eldest. My name's Amelia, number two. Uh, I'm Tom, number three. I'm Charlie, number four. I'm Johnny, number five. When did your parents decide to name you rather than just give you numbers? Because I thought that could have worked. <laughs> <laughs> number five. No. They, they made the mistake with me. They mm. gave me the rubbish middle names. Yeah. I got, I got Michael Paul, Mimi. Carolyn, Philomena, Vasilike. Uh, <laughs> I got Hercules. Hercules. Zeus. And then I got Poseidon. But Raw deal. <laughs> Is there a story behind the... Yeah, the I, I love the Hercules film, the Disney one, yeah. when it came out. And that's when Tom was born. So he got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so this is quite a strange happening, I think, having you all in one room. Lots of you are normally scattered around in different places, university and stuff. You kind of Most of you have grown up a bit. Johnny, you're hanging around a little bit because you, you seem to be loving it here. You're slightly younger. Yeah, 12 actually. 12. I always think you're older than that. Very mature, 12. He's, he's the boss of the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he runs his I, place. I'm the number two dad. <laughs> the number two dad. <laughs> Great, that's a good title. First question, because I think this is going to be the most helpful and the most revealing. Have any of you actually bought this book, Parenting for Life? I think we get, um, what, what would you call it? Do we get a free subscription? <laughs> <laughs> I think because our stories are exposed in the writing of the Parenting for Life book, a fantastic book by Madeline Stanamaros. Oh, yeah. uh, I think we, we get one. She <laughs> claimed that she wrote them for her children. Yeah. Okay. I think that's true. Although so Johnny she, decided she... to buy two anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's bought two. You bought two. Mum didn't tell him they were free. <laughs> so Henry is yours. Amelia, Tom, Charlie, Johnny. That'll be £2.99, friends and family offer. It's like if a baker isn't eating the cookies that they've made. Like, it makes me nervous. It's, it, the fact that you haven't actually invested into this book makes me think that there's, you've got some questions about the parenting advice within it. You, or you're not quite ready to think about parenting just yeah, yet. Definitely. I'd say it's a second. It's a second, yeah, okay. A second. So I, I would encourage you then to get a hold of one of these books, Parenting for Life by Mad Stenomeros. Yeah. When, yeah, when mum and <laughs> I am the parent. He's read both books. <laughs> when mum and dad um, said they've got a child to foster, Johnny goes, I can't wait for us three to parent. Dig on me, is it? So let's just jump in there with you then, Johnny. You've kind of grown up around some of this parenting, teaching stuff. Your, your parents are kind of, there's a revolving door here at the Stanameros family in normal times. There's loads of different people who come in and out. What, what have you seen about what your parents are good at that, you, that you've enjoyed watching them doing now? Well, I can uh, name one thing for each off the top of my head. Take me to Mackey's is uh, one of dad's. Parenting is one of mom's. 
Okay. So mum does the parenting and dad takes you to Mackey's. Mum gives us the consequences and dad covers it up. <laughs> that's, that's where you've got to know who to ask. Yeah. The yeah. skill you develop Mackey's to yeah, yeah. dad. Over the years. If you want to go to bed a little bit later, yeah. that's definitely dad territory. Dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... You, you figured out ways of getting around both yeah. parents. Oh, yeah. That's key. And I think oh, yeah. actually if children are listening to this, that is key because you've got to know who to ask. That would be chapter yeah. one of our book. Chapter yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Knowing your parents' weaknesses and manipulating them. <laughs> as well as that, when to ask. So oh, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to get away with yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Key. Yeah. When like mum's on the phone completely preoccupied, just gonna, like, mm. I'm just going to... Um, gonna skip studies or something you know maybe just go out and meet a few friends she kind of just gives you this grunt that's sort of a go ahead just kind of like a uh. yeah her, Charlie her looks for the grunts weekend. not yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> verbal confirmation <laughs> that, that was yet enough for me I'm out of here her, her phone her phone's her like super weak spot because she's like yeah okay she can't focus on two things yeah. Yeah. have you ever have you ever then got one of you to phone your mum so that she's distracted enough. Oh, brilliant. I That's a golden good idea. idea. Yeah, yeah really okay. Nice. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so going to bed later, you would that, that would be a, yeah. a, a dad thing. Yeah. What's it, what do you go to mum for that you wouldn't go to dad for? Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Real food. <laughs> Real food. I was hoping this question wouldn't go up. Whilst they're both this great is. at chatting to any issues, life problems, I think mum in particular is very good at articulating uh, kind of feelings and emotions and I think so mum's a, uh, a great support in, in that area but like I say they both are but mum seems like the professional yeah. I feel like this is <laughs> that's a, a bit more freelance <laughs> dad has a like one drive of lectures yeah. that he, he <laughs> likes to unleash when it, when it comes down to it go to dad for what you want go to mum for what you need <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> right, it feels like we're already getting into some deep stuff here. Um, are we going to dig some dirt? What can we expose right now of some parenting fails? Have you got some parenting oh, fails for us? I wasn't there. So I, I actually remember it really well. I, I, was, yeah, yeah, I, wasn't so I wasn't live. We were in Melbourne. 2007, <laughs> during Christmas time in Melbourne. Obviously, it's on the other side of the planet, so it's very sunny. We were borrowing car off friends. Yeah, yeah. Mum wanted to give the car back clean. All of us were in the car. And uh, there was like these big billboards on this kind of side of the road, which had kind of women in bikinis. And we all looked at it, kind of knowing that that was like a bikini car wash. But mum disassociated the kind of the bikini billboard and the car wash, which were right next to each other. And so she, she drives in and, and Henry starts freaking out. <laughs> going like, what are you doing? And the guy comes over and kind of looks at all of us in the back of the car. <laughs> I'm sat all there. social services, yeah, Australian version. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sat there going, well, let's see how this unfolds. <laughs> Henry's going, mum, 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 mum. How old's Henry at this point? Henry's, so I was um, nine. I was 10. I was like 13. Yeah. I was five. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the guys there with like a menu. And I, I, I've noticed the menu, and I go, well, that's a really weird way of doing it. But there are also, like, all these people in this kind of restaurant area kind of peeking out, looking at this, like, family car. Mum goes, and, you know, kind of, how much is that? And um, what kind of different washes do you do? And he, he was, the guy was really taking back. But he just didn't say anything. He just kind of let her know. And she was like, okay, cool, I'll think about it. 
and then she's kind of like driving away she's like oh that's a bit expensive wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like mum that was a bikini car <laughs> I won't lie I was totally oblivious I was like why didn't we go there <laughs> expensive in many ways <laughs> that one was more of a mistake there are other things that mum's quite passionate about so I know it's quite rich coming off the back of that story but shielding us from a sort of inappropriate like PDA so our local swimming pool, the Lido, <laughs> there's always the odd couple that takes it a bit too far. And there was this couple that, like, they were just kind of getting quite at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to split it. And well, they were, like, on top of each other. Yeah, they were, like, on top of each other getting Kissing. They, yeah. they were being intimate. Yeah. <laughs> in a public place. Mum came over with um, a bucket of water and just poured it on them. <laughs> 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 what? Bucket? Calm down. Wow. It was like a car. It just, I don't know. Well, it was, it, was, it was a bucket to him at that stage. He was so yeah. young, tiny hands. In, in my head, that sounds like a, a parenting victory rather than a parenting fail. Are, are there any stories that don't need to be censored? In swimming pools, so oh. embarrassing. Oh my gosh. So Sounds like another, another story with semi-nakedness. <laughs> so I work at the local swimming pool, the Lido, and I was sat on the lifeguard chair and a like there was like a few managers around and like they were quite cool and I was just like oh my gosh like I don't feel very like comfortable with them yet and and stuff anyway mum's doing lengths and she's like hi memes and um she goes oh the water is just so lovely and starts taking off her swimming costume and she dumps it on the side of the pool and I was like surely not and all of them were stood there like what and I, like, I got to a point, she does a lot of embarrassing stuff. I literally died inside. I was like, oh my gosh, no one's gonna like me at this place. I was like, she's swimming naked, she's swimming naked. <laughs> and she was actually in, a, in another swimming costume underneath. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? <laughs> the unfortunate thing about that story is that was my suggestion from a, a similar incident that happened in the theater days, because they ended up in a host family sharing a bed together these two guys and so he put two pairs of boxer shorts on so when he got into bed he then took his boxer shorts off and then dropped them out so I told your mum that and she was like genius I know exactly how that's gonna work okay so if this parenting for life stuff and being a Stanomeros was a superpower what particular ability do you think it's given you guys what do you feel like you've been equipped with through the parenting of your parents Probably taught us to be like more empowered to establish your boundaries with people. Yeah, like knowing yeah. you always have choices in yeah. situations. Probably being able to talk to someone where they're like. So it's easier if I explain. So a common theme at my age is not really me and my friends, but among people we know is they have this kind of facade they put on where they're kind of all big man and stuff. So I remember I was out with some friends once. I think we were just in the park. And I upset someone and they came over and they kind of had this facade. They were like, why would you do that? Why would you say that? Kind of trying to be all big in front of their friends. And I, I went to him and I was like, did that really upset you? <laughs> and he came off the back of just coming up as a bit of a gangster. And he goes, well, yeah. And I was like, did you feel betrayed in this scenario? Did I hurt your feelings? Oh my gosh, your mum. So one of your friends did something you didn't like. Did that hurt your feelings? And he was like, well, yeah, man, I thought we were friends. I just, I don't know why you would have done that. And I, I went, I'm really sorry. And I'll try and take your feelings into account next yeah. time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, cheers, man. 
He went back to his friends, friends and they were like, yeah, what'd you say? What'd you tell him? And he was like, we had a really nice chat. And, <laughs> and Charlie, you're like 33, yeah? Yeah. How old are you, Charlie? I'm 18. 18. I don't know that many 18-year-olds that are having those kind of interactions. It's <laughs> 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 cut knife crime down in London yeah. by at least 80%, I'm sure, mm. if we could just get some courageous parenting going on. Johnny's like, is there knife crime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny. You're not going to go that. into London now. No. <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Tom, what's your superpower as a result of this parenting? My superpower, what she's really helped kind of bring out of me, is being able to articulate my emotions. And I think that really helps in high-intensity situations, like during arguments and stuff. And what she kind of helped me realise about myself is that I need a moment to take myself out of the situation so I can kind of, don't have to think on my feet and have a, a clearer headspace. Hit and so the pause button. She encouraged, yeah, hit, she encouraged me that I might need to take, take myself out for five minutes, have a think and then come back and be able to articulate my points better. Yeah, that's my superpower. You raise an interesting point there though in terms of your five different kids, but somehow you all feel free to be fully you, but just empowered in the way that you've been, been parenting. When I was younger, I used to like stay on town too late with my friends or whatever. And I came home about half an hour late one day and she was like, right, I've had enough. He's not going to be late again. So one Sunday after church, I like had to leave straight away for my football match. It was every single Sunday. And she was like, yeah, of course, darling, f give me five minutes. And I was like, we need to get everyone in the car now. This is a mission. Like, Let's go. And she was like, okay, okay, just chatting to her mates and just carrying on. It took so long. Anyway, I arrived with two minutes before kickoff. I was freaking out, but I was never late again. <laughs> so there's some empowered parenting and some She'd actually <laughs> called the coach yeah. and was like, we're just yeah. doing some, like, we're just trying to teach Henry a lesson. So he's going to be late to football. And he told me, he was like, yeah, just don't be late again. <laughs> it's not my fault. Well, <laughs> it is my fault. It's not my fault. So, Don't be late home from town ever again. You got offline. <laughs> yeah, so, so for a lot of people listening, for a lot of parents, maybe parenting at my stage where where I've got some younger kids, and they might be a bit concerned about the kind of whole consequences deal. That's a, a large part of some of the stuff that your mum's teaching on and the book covers, and they might be worried about how does that come across. That's the kind of stuff that probably never feels nice in the moment but clearly it's helped shape you. What would you say to parents who are thinking, do, I don't know if I can really leave them to the consequences yeah, of the choices yeah. they're making? I feel like consequences, like I would really understand from someone who maybe like hasn't heard of it before. I think we've been around this kind of parenting language quite a long time and maybe more so Henry, Tom and I, as we've seen how mum's like ideas and she's learnt things and stuff has changed. But um. I think it's taught me that my... <laughs> Short story long. <laughs> so yeah, I have the freedom to make choices, but those choices will come with consequence. If I've forgotten to do my homework, therefore I'm the one who has to go into school and explain to my teacher, I haven't done my homework. It's not like mum's got to come in and, and save the day. Like, I wouldn't have learned anything. It takes the pressure off mum <laughs> yeah. because um, it means that she doesn't have to be running around and be the superhero, especially with five kids. We're all going to have our own mm. issues. And so it takes the pressure yeah. off our parents having to save us every time yeah. that we have to take responsibility yeah. for our own choices. And I think I, I really learned to respect 
mum and dad. But there's no disconnect there. There's yeah. there's relationship still yeah. built that just because they're not coming yeah. and saving us when we haven't done our homework. Yeah. Some of mum's examples really helped me because mm. uh, <laughs> when kids would misbehave in my class, I'd keep them behind at the end and I'd say, well, obviously whatever I planned wasn't interesting enough because you weren't engaged with it. So you can stay behind in your lunch now and you can plan some activities for our next lesson. And that was like, that was the consequence. I took their time because they took mine. But also it's quite productive because they got to actually teach, or they got to plan some activities which yeah. were more engaging. That for me is gold in terms of, th- for some parents listening now who are trying to navigate consequences with a five-year-old, imagining then a 25-year-old teaching and being able to equip a whole bunch of others by not being the rescuer. I, I guess one of the things I'm wondering is when did the penny drop for you guys? When did you go, oh, this, this makes sense because you're all reflecting on it now with, with yeah. a little bit of hindsight. I, I feel like I was young enough when it kind of got implemented that I don't actually remember when mum was chasing after me. I think it kind of probably hit me, I mean speaking for myself, in a stage where I was able to pick it up young enough that it, it probably kind of just the way I operate. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I wasn't uh, someone who... I mean, I definitely speak for myself. Yeah. I'm not someone who asks for lifts. I'm not someone who who asks for those kind of saviour moments. What about you, John? I mean, I'm kind of the golden child, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's cap. Do you feel like you've recognised how consequences have shaped you or not? Yeah, I, I feel like they ha- I have recognised them. But do you have those moments with your homework as well? Like... You, you, you've, I've seen you kind of like work through that and understand or not yeah. kind of doing your work, you, you know, eats up your it, free time and mm-hmm. that seems like something that you've been attuned to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I've been accustomed to this hard life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hard reality in there. <laughs> I think screen time, screen time has been very Classic. good. We only got an hour a day when we were kids. I think it's actually so good because... Mm. Yeah, you kind of like, you learn to save it up to actually enjoy that time of relaxation, but you just have to, sorry, what's funny? You thought you could save up your computer, Dad, and he like didn't go on his screen for a week, he was like... But we got interest on it as well. (laughs) 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 When we were growing up, we'd we'd have one hour of screen time, you'd wait throughout the day, entertain yourself, and then when it got to that hour, you're like, right, I can really chill out now. But when I was younger, I thought that these hours were cumulative, and they were not. So I got to day seven without screens, thinking I could have a massive binge. Shriveled up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost so much weight. <laughs> and then mum comes, I was like, mum, I've got seven hours today. And she was like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> See, that's when oh, you went to ask her. So well. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's when you ask her on the phone. Oh, yeah. oh. You just went cold turkey for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you realised on day seven rather than saving up like 30 days worth uh, <laughs> but I actually was the chief of hacking screen time because like as the only girl you do get away with some things Charlie <laughs> um, what rule would I keep or go for one that you would definitely chuck out well, I like drop okay phones upstairs you would you would have your kids allowed phones upstairs the age was 18 you okay. see like, I'm not putting my kids through having a sleepover with their friends and then sending, like, my wife in to take all of their phones off them at seven. <laughs> Why can't you do it? Why I do you have to send your wife I in? I agree. I think I'm not putting I can, I'm taking, I'm taking I, on dad's position. Okay. I understand Charlie's... I understand Charlie's um, pain, but 
I think what it did was implemented a bit of discipline. A kids will run themselves dry. Um, what other rules would you keep, Tom? I'm trying to think what rules there are. Rules or values, you might want to go values or... Yeah, I don't like, think... Oh, I know. Family night. Yeah, family night. Family night, hello. more like tradition. Yeah, yeah. but that's a Go with that. Why don't you say what family night is, Jay? Pizza, Maltesers, popcorn, movie. Show and tell. And show and tell. Okay. So every Friday we get together, hang out, make pizza. It's our own pizzas. Mum makes the dough early the day. Total chillax. We, we, it's um, a total chillax. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that every Friday for the last 20 years, I think. We have a family night blanket and we used yeah. to, like John said, make pizzas and have them all, like, we'd all sit on the floor in the TV room. Yeah. And the pizza obsession it. grew in, to the point where Dad built an outdoor pizza oven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. We've got through it. a lot of films. And a lot of oh pizza. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, and we used to, um, we used to make dens with the sofas. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember that? We used to sleep, we used to in, the sleep in the living room. We used to sleep in the lounge room on yeah. Friday nights, uh, yeah. And Dad would sleep down there with us as well. Yeah. yeah. It was mum's one night alone. I, <laughs> I, I definitely keep family night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. What's, what's show and tell? You get, you um, get a couple of minutes on Friday night to yeah. talk about something big that we, happened. We have an course. exception for me, though. You <laughs> get ten minutes. Oh the best show and tell ever was probably when Dad's show and tell was... So. Mum was pregnant with Johnny. Wow. Any other values, traditions, stuff that you think, yeah, well, I'm going to do that? Sunday is a family day. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's one of those things <laughs> that, like, consciously, you're like, Friday night and Sunday. And then subconsciously, you're like, at school a week, kind of just come home, say hi, spend dinner together, go to your room, like, revise or play PlayStation. And so I think slowly over time, like, Sunday was annoying because... It was just one of those days where Saturday would be quiet and then all your friends would go out that weekend and you'd just be at home with your family. And then I kind of, when me and all my friends got closer, I'd go to their house and like their family wouldn't like wouldn't talk. Mm. And I'd just kind of be there like, oh, that's, like, that's why we have like Friday nights and dinner times together and Sundays. I don't, yeah, I don't think you realise that growing up as well because it's just it's like, normal. this is our, you know, yeah. this is our routine and then you kind of realise the impact it has, the difference between families who gather and families who don't. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think um, mum and dad have been really good at creating a, like, a very together culture and we love having people through the house, like when it's not lockdown, we have so many people coming yeah. through the house and um, it, it's just so nice and... And I think one one of the things that I like is we have a standing wave off. So every time we've had people over, every all oh, seven yeah. of us yeah, go to the door. Yeah. We've now we mum made a a porch, and so we now sit on the benches. And as they're getting into their car, we're kind of like, oh, mm. thanks for coming. The value that we keep is our house is as big as our welcome. Something we get from dad as, as well is is the kind of the the sense of community. Like mm. family is so important to dad. Yeah. You know, dad's Greek. I mean, mum's mum's first date with dad. He was like, oh, come, we're gonna go to the beach, and they, you know they're in Australia. And then mum comes to the beach and turns out dad's whole family's there. The cousins, <laughs> the, you know, and so, and so like family <laughs> is so important to dad. And mm. like he absolutely loves the fact that he works from home. Uh, like mm. that, his job has. He says it's a, such a blessing that mm. he, he's not away from home and that his work mm. isn't his life, that his family's just mm. life mm. and work is work. Um, and it's, it strikes me that he's he's really good at creating fun moments. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he loves, he just loves hanging out with everyone. Like, mm. And I think the other thing about Dad is he's just so kind. Like, he just loves people. He loves doing things with people. Mm. He just... He's modelled that really well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So selfless. Me and Dad have had a lot of early mornings together because when I was younger, I used to wake up about six and I'd come downstairs and there'd already be like my hot chocolate water, like bottle. And Dad already having picked us a film to watch in the morning. And then as soon as my first day of secondary school, I'd get up about half six for the bus and I'd come downstairs to a made lunch and hot chocolate had turned into coffee and we'd sit there for about half an hour and then he'd walk me off to the bus stop so it was always like now you come down you've got frappe yeah nice I mean I'm glad you got that service (laughs) (laughs) maybe come down a bit earlier Tom (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm waking up too late yeah he's gone to work by 10 (laughs) I think another thing that where mum has kind of given us all this emotional intelligence and is argument resolution especially for me and Tom (laughs) (laughs) it was like Godzilla and King Kong over here wasn't it it was when we were so much younger but when you'd be wrapped up in the heat of an argument you wouldn't really care what the other person was saying you'd kind of just be like well this is how I feel and you're not listening to me so I'm not listening to you and then the other person would be thinking the same thing and, then and all the avenues oh, uh, yeah. she, she just cleared it up she really yeah. she simplified an argument and kind of keeps it on track and digs for the root cause yeah. of what's yeah. actually going on here because it's not about yeah. you you know destroying the Lego yeah. <laughs> it's that you always destroy the Lego <laughs> okay, okay, let, let's not bring some deep, deep stuff <laughs> up right now it's just like two hours of me and Tom arguing arguing would then develop into it being resolved in two minutes with mum. Mm. Yeah. And now it's resolved in 30 seconds. And what, what, what all of you are reflecting on at different points here is the kind of one of the key underlying words that your mum uses or I've heard is the kind of connection, like the priority of connection. And, and all of you speak about that, you know, there's some hard, harder moments of consequences, but there's underlying it all seems like there's, there's connection both between you and your parents, whether it's chocolate, in a bottle in mornings or that way that your mum says oh darling when you've been saving up seven hours of screen time <laughs> like such empathy but yeah, there, there's, hurts, there's, there's there's such a richness of the connection underneath that, that that's what I observe and that, that has actually fostered a kind of connection between you guys and therefore a culture that that anyone comes into and feels a part of and is invited into and we we have really good friendships as adult kids whenever we come home we make the effort to spend time with each other so if we're home for a weekend you know it'll be like oh let's get a breakfast together or like let's go on a walk tomorrow and Mm. we want to like know what's going on each other's lives well if you've enjoyed this podcast and you think these guys sound like they're uh, a decent bunch parenting for life is a great book that you should definitely get a hold of because um, it's making an impact. You could buy two if you want. Is there a discount for two? So I, I think there might. What I love about the book is that it's, you can you can have it there, and it, but it's useful for like little two-minute tips or two-minute tools. You don't have to read the whole thing. Uh, it's just got some really good values that I think have been reflected back. I wonder if we can ask, what is one courageous thing that you would encourage a parent listening to this to do as a parent? Empathise. Empathise, Johnny. Empathy. Uh, I think try consequences. I think it can be really scary. You do worry what it will do to your relationship with your kids, but they always make the right choice in the end. They always come around and they're grateful for it. 
I think I would say don't be afraid to challenge your children. I know that mums, you know, picked me up on, on little habits that could have been dysfunctional in friendships and relationships that I have, but she's been courageous enough to say, oh, I, that's quite a funny thing that you do or say. Whereas I think often I can see in friends where parents have tiptoed around their children because they don't want to offend them. Um, give choices, not bailouts. Most of the problems we got ourselves in, mum gave us a choice of how we can do it, but she never gave us an easy way out, which is one of the ways we've obviously developed ourselves as people. It's a courageous thing to do. And uh, lastly, uh, however small your family is, gather your troops, make a moment, mm. and uh, build those connections. You, you know, you have to go out to uh, find those moments. Be they, they don't just, yeah, be intentional, mm. they don't just happen. Like, all go to bikini car wash together. <laughs> <laughs> this is us signing off. I'm going to release these back from their kidnapped location and take them back to their parents. Thanks for listening to the Courageous Mama podcast with the Stanomeros kids. See you next week. Well, actually, we won't see you next week, but Mum will be back as normal. By then, she'll find out what we've done.